Hello and welcome to Cone of the Ball and the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben, as always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. LP. Oh, shit. Are you going to say a foreign oh, thing? Well, yeah. He's here anyway. No, <sighs> just do that bit. And P. No, 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 do that again. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get up with it. You know you're not. Mother Hubbard. There we go. Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Mother Hubbard. Arabic. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. This week we're talking about... It's a movie... Well, sorry, this week it's a movie episode. We're talking about 300. Oof. The 2006 Seminole Zack Snyder classic. Yeah. Good film. Yeah. yeah. You're not a fan? I thought it was all right. Yeah. Just a bit, I don't know. Second time watching it, it felt a bit cheesier than it did the first time round. It has aged in cheesiness, I'll give you that. I think it really has. and that, I've not watched it since I watched it in the cinema when it came out. Well, oh, that's uh, a long time. And it was it's a long Claire, last time. It really weird. I mean, um, it's a 2006 film. Wow. Yeah, me and Claire went and watched it. I think we watched it at the cinema together. We did watch it at the cinema, yeah. Aww, did you watch it? Well, in a group with the friends. Oh, We had more friends then. <laughs> Back in 2006. Yeah, right. But yeah, I think second time watching it, because I've not watched it since, so yeah. First bits. You've never watched it since? To, uh, no, 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 I've seen This is about the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. Oh, God, I, I'm... I'm yeah, I've watched it quite a few times. I think I've seen like... I usually highlight the best bits, like when they're sort of killing each other. I think I've seen maybe 20 minutes here and there on telly when it's been on telly. And it's I've easy watching, it isn't it? When it's like just on... Yeah, if you've been pitched, you know just stick it on. Yeah, stick it on. You know, you're going to know the end. If you fall yeah. asleep, it's not too bad. That's it, isn't it? Before we get too fully into it, though, we went off a tangent there. I do apologise, listener. Let's thank some new and returning listeners. Haiti in Missouri. Haiti, sorry. Yardley in Pennsylvania, Telford in the UK, Luxembourg in Luxembourg, London in the UK, Seattle, Washington, Dublin, Ireland, Broadstairs in the UK, Lovelock, Nevada, Barry in Canada, Barry, oh, not, not South Wales, no, just just Canada, Bengaluru, India, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, Flushing in New York, Spring, Texas, Guadalajara, Spain and Ashburn, Virginia. Thank you very much for listening. Hugely appreciated. Follow us on Facebook at Cutting Through the Ball in the Post of the Apocalypse. YouTube is Apocalypse Ball. Like and subscribe to that, please. And SoundCloud and most other podcasting platforms is Cutting Through the Ball in the PTA. Indeed. Absolutely. Right. Let's start with this. So from the comic by Frank Miller, who is also a sponsor for... Sin City. Sin City. And I think, believe he did The Dark Knight Rises as well. You can't tell. <laughs> Certainly Sin City and that. It's all mm. very similar, stylish. I love the style of this film, though. Don't you? Sort of the colours oh, are amazing. Moody gloomy. First time round, I did. It's de- it's desaturated, isn't it? It's almost yeah. sepia in places. It is, yeah. Well, it was in Sparta. Yeah. It's in Sparta, it's almost a sepia filter, right, yeah. But I think more so, it's because there was no other colours there. It was just corn fucking fields. <laughs> Dry cornfields. Hey, this is 480 BC. There's cornfields everywhere. That's, <laughs> what I mean. That's why it looked sepia because it, it was just there was no green and other colours. It was just that and red. Well, it's Greece, isn't it? It's an arid country. Mm. You got corn and you've got dirt. But I can't think of a film before this that looked that way. Wasn't no. Gladiator right before this? Yeah, yeah, but it didn't look like that. 
No, but it was still a little bit moody. Gladiator was 2001. Gladiator was a little bit moody. How old do you feel now? Yeah, no, it was very much so. It was like one of the early films to give it to give those. I know. I think moody settings. Moody, gloomy. That's what I call. You know. I get what you mean. The star gladiator in particular, but the the uniform. I don't know. It's but they don't sort of use the colours the way they use no, it here. Yeah. No, they don't. And this no, no, film... definitely filters over the... Yeah. Over now, this this the film... It accentuates the red, obviously. Magnificently filmed. The colouring mm. and the... Cinematography beautiful. And I think they use that because the blood and things, like the cape and the blood, mm. it accentuates the red. So whatever yeah. filter they've used, it's like some kind of red filter that allows the red to come through more prominent, which is probably mm. why... There's a slight sepia effect yeah. because it's that slight red tinge. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And some you? of the backgrounds look like matte paintings in a way. Well, they are. That's well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, Zack Snyder has a thing when he does a comic book film. He likes to lift individual frames from the comic book and put them onto the screen. Like he did with Sin City. Sin, 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 he directed Sin City. Did Zack Snyder direct Sin City? Oh, well, not it's very sure. similar styling, isn't it? Yeah, it's taken from, the, from that, that comic. But, I mean, he did 300. Sorry, he did 300. He, this is 300. He did Watchmen. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Same thing. Lots Even, of big blue penis in that, though. There was, but you know what? for me. Fucking awesome movie. I thought you were going to say fucking awesome <laughs> penis. <laughs> you know what? It <laughs> is, fucking awesome you know, penis. It is a fucking mighty dong. In all <laughs> fairness, when he gets big, that, yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> it is a mighty blue dong. <laughs> Far too much of it on screen, though. And, and Batman Superman, he created... Again, far too much penis in that. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I think you might have downloaded their own version, Pete. <laughs> Was it Dong Man versus Super Anus Man? <laughs> no, come to think of it, I, I just thought it was like a Spanish spelling on the front instead. Oh, that explains it. Not here. Is it Batty Man? Batty Man. Batty Man versus Super Anus. Oh, with his Kryptonian oh, fucking dildo. That's so physically yeah. incorrect. I do apologise. We had to get 300 anyway. Zack Snyder's a story. There's a lot of Batty Men in there, wasn't there? Yes, there was. Yes, there was. So, starring Leonidas is Gerard Butler. Never uh, been a massive fan. Maybe yeah. that's something else about the movie. I think he's mm. an average actor. I think what he's... else has he been in? Oh, he did God. that Fall of London, didn't he? He's, yeah, he's in all that, isn't he? That London has fallen, that's Olympus it. has fallen, that kind of stuff. And he did a good film called Law Abiding Citizen. I've always that's thought... That's decent. That's decent. I've always thought he's a cheap Liam Neeson. I don't, oh. I don't rate Liam Neeson that highly. I think I prefer to watch Liam Neeson than him, though. I wouldn't want to watch Liam Neeson's Leonidas, though. He's an old man, isn't he? So, so was Leonidas at this point, but we'll get, we'll get into that. <laughs> Lena Headey is Queen Gorgo. David Wenham is Delos. He's the guy with one eye. But he ended up referring to him as one eye at some point. <laughs> Dominic West is Theron, the slimy politician, and Rodrigo Santo as Xerxes, Santoro, sorry. We start off with a brief overview of Spartan society. It's a brutal Spartan society, wasn't it? A little bit. I mean, they didn't do that, did they? They didn't throw no. the, the babies if they weren't. No, they didn't. Up. They would. They didn't throw babies off a mountain. Well, if they did, let's put it this way: no archaeologist has ever been able to find evidence of it. 
That's because baby's bones is very brittle. Uh, I don't know. Wash away too is quickly. It, the walls are probably heating up. Well, you also remember the Spartans were quite secretive and never really lay out a lot about themselves. A lot of writing of the Spartans comes from the Athenians, who didn't like them very much. So it might have been a, a thing. Portrayed a bit barbaric. No one's found any archaeological evidence of that babies are thrown off a mountain. But it turns out that that's what, in this film, that's what happens. If you're not up to it, if you're not going to be a, a proud Spartan warrior, you get chucked off a mountain. There's worse ways, I suppose. Yeah, you're not going to last too long, are you? If you, you <laughs> into the sea. It's not just on some rocky, yeah. rocky outcrop, Claire. Oh, throwing babies off cliffs. Yeah, not I thought you might have been against that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I do. <laughs> Claire wants a Spartan society, really, don't you? Except run by women. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> the Spartinas. Actually, women in Sparta are virtually on a... Not quite on a par with the men, and this is quite a matriarchal role. It was like... You will have kids, you will be a great mother, you need to raise the next generation of Spartan soldiers, but you also need to train them to be men in the meantime, until the age of seven anyway. Mm. Death in childbirth is one of the only thing that got you a, a gravestone in ancient Sparta, you know, as a woman. Yeah. Oh. yeah. They just tossed the corpse off the cliff. <laughs> no, they got you a proper crest in Sparta. No, I mean the ones that weren't. <laughs> no, no, they just probably burned them, mm. but without memorial. After fucking them, probably. Uh, no, they just fuck the corpses, please. <laughs> well, they, just, they did like to shag everything. <laughs> Ancient Greece wasn't done for necrophilia. <laughs> that we know of. Well, just a bit of buggery. It's a lot of buggery. A lot, a lot of it. A lot of buggery. We get to the, cause young, young Leonidas fighting his dad, so there's this whole never retreat, never surrender. He's drilling these lessons into him. And he's probably about like four or five here. He's like tiny. Until he comes to the age of seven when he joins the Agogi. That's where Spartan youths go. They're taken away from their parents. If you're a certain class of Spartan, from the age of seven till 18, you are trained to be a soldier and that's it. You're beaten, you're punished, you're given shitty food, you're encouraged to stay up and get punished if you get caught. Because he's teaching you to stay, you know, be, be, be sneaky, be cunning. It's the ultimate mm. soldier education. It's been that way for 300 fucking years. Based on survival, isn't it? Yeah. Tough times, aren't they? Well, breeding this just race of supermen in a way. I mean, they're all ripped to shit. They're all prepared to die for... Death in service to Sparta is like the greatest thing you can have. That gets you a gravestone if you're a man. If you die in service mm-hmm. to Sparta. Other than that, you just, like, toss the winds off you, off you go. Yeah, Leonidas, he says he's, he's older. He's sent out in the woods, in the mountains, isn't he? And he's, there's a fucking giant black wolf. Mm-hmm. And he kills it in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of killing in their pants. <laughs> yeah, there is, isn't there? Underpants yeah. to American listeners. Underwear, yeah. yeah. He returns wearing just his underpants and the wolf, and he's proclaimed as king on the spot. Badass, isn't it? It's one of the, <laughs> I assume his dad's dead at that point. Kill the wolf in your pants, mate. You can be king. <laughs> Might give that a go. <laughs> go to the local zoo. I was assuming he was next in line. You know, that's why... Well, yeah, but they had to do the test of manliness, basically. Yeah. If he didn't pass it, he wasn't manly enough to be king. Or he'd be dead. 
well, that that's the point. Isn't yeah. it? You wouldn't have been man enough to be king because you wouldn't <laughs> have been there. <laughs> so I killed the wolf, but it fell off a cliff. <laughs> Still not dead. It's true. Technicality. Yeah. <laughs> we then cut to Delos, who's still got two eyes at this point, and he's telling this tale the Spartan army, and he just sets the scene, doesn't he? I got Xerxes is invading the Persian Empire. It's huge. He wants to add Greece to it. He's going to snuff out the one light of democracy in the world. Was only the Athenians really had democracy at this point. The Spartans, remember, they talk a lot about freedom in this film. But they like their slaves, didn't they? The Spartans were massive slave owners. They had a yeah, king. They, they, well, they had two kings. That really, did they, in the film? No. no. They, they, they kind no. of rushed to pass that one, didn't they? What was the ratio, Ben? Ten to one? Ten to one, yeah. Ten slaves to every Spartan. You had three classes in Sparta. You had the Spartiates, who are the guy we, guys we see in 300, they're the full Spartan warriors. All they do is train. Train for war, that's it. No other work. Then you've got the freemen, who just sort of, who support them. They're kind of like the middle class in a way. They make the armour, the weapons, the swords, the shields, they make the bread, they kill the animals. Yeah, the, the blacksmiths. Yeah. All that kind of, yeah. And then you've got the helots, who like just do everything else and are usually treated really horribly. Clean up all the poop from the streets. Yeah, once every so many years the Spartans are going to war against themselves and like try and kill some helots just to just convince them, convince the slaves not to fight back because they had a few rebellions. Then you got your politicians. And they're, yeah, they'd be Spartans, they'd be full citizens that maybe they can't fight or they're too old to fight now or they've been crippled in some way so they cut, they're no good on the battlefield. Or they're just pussies. Oh, they just pusses like Theron because there's looks something wrong with him. No, no. The Persians are invading. Now, in the film, they say there's like millions of, of Persians. Mod uh, historical accuracy sort of puts it in between two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand, which is still a hell of a lot of people, especially in them days. Yeah, well, it's unparalleled in the ancient war in ancient warfare at this point. Which there probably wasn't much more than a few million people back then. Anyway, was there? Well, now the Persian Empire was vast. It would be. Got millions. Mm. I mean, there's a population as we fair at that point. About half a billion, wasn't it, for a long time before the industrial revolution? That's what I'm trying to work out. Like, I was thinking, like in relativity, in re relative numbers across the whole world, I reckon it was a very small population in comparison to what it is now. Oh, compared to now, yeah. Well, look at 480 BC world population. That's kind of what I'm going for. Now, I love the next scene, the old Persian emissary with his honour guard carrying the, the crowned schools of vanquished kings. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's fucking cheeky. I suppose it's sort of rubbing it in, isn't it? Like, well, almost inciting a bit of a... Well, Leonidas thought so, didn't he? He wasn't too happy, it's was he? Threat, no. It's a threatening, it's not... It's not not a nice thing, is it carrying alright? No, you, what do you want? Oh, we want earth and water. Give us your land, submit to us, and we'll leave. You, we'll, we'll absorb you in the empire. But you're going to be slaves to us. Mm. You'll fight where we say, die as we say. So, and you get the famous, and I think. Uh, uh, he, he, no, he, he also says, if you kneel at our feet, we'll kneel at yours. So there is a bit where he, you know, he's. At first, they're sort of... Let's work together worked, almost. Yeah, yeah, but the Spartans can't submit. Never retreat, never surrender, no submission. Just to interject... Is that their uh, code? Mm. The population around 500 BC, so around this time, was about 100 million. Wow, so, mm. so to have a half a million, quarter of a million army, 
you, that's substantial. That's half a percent of the world population. No, that's the army or invader with plus the navy, which is your largest in the world. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Plus the logistics chain behind you. What they had such a huge army that Mm. at that point it was almost almost unbreakable. What was the Greek army? Well, combined Greek army. Well, Greece was spread into seven hundred city states Mm. at this point. Mm. Spart- there was about 70 city-states decided to stand against the Persians. Sparta was allied with about half of them. The Spartans could put like 10,000 Spartans, so the, 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 your 300 guys into the field, plus lesser guys. Your Athens on your side is the biggest navy. You all these other sides, the Arcadians, the Thespians, they're all sending guys. At the end of the film, it says they got 30,000, is that about there's, right? There's no reason they couldn't have assembled that. So it's that number 10 to 1. They, they, well, it's stated in that that they were outnumbered 3 to 1, didn't it? Mm. That was with 40,000 men. Yeah. So you put them at 120,000 strong mm. at that particular army. Yeah. So that does sound kind of accurate if you think about it, because that wouldn't have included... The cash navy, is taken, yeah. The navy that got battered in the waters, all, all that kind of thing. So that's true. Plus, you were split parts off to be a go and be marines on the the fleet that's taken on the Athenians at, at Salamis. So it does, it's bit, bits like that sound plausible. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to go with the most. What I think was one of the most iconic modern movie scenes. Mm. The whole "This is Sparta." I'm not going to scream it down the microphone at you, Lister, yeah. but. This is Sparta and the Sparta kick. Yeah. Into the... Ch- you know, I just I just put down here, note to self, never insult a man with a deep well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never stand on the edge of that well and insult him either. <laughs> Not wise. No. I put, who the fuck has a death hole in the, in the house? <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the city? Yeah. It's like death hole. <laughs> you get pissed at night and you wouldn't be known. <laughs> You forget it's there. Yeah. Oh, where's it? Where's Amber me? Where's Homer gone? <laughs> See that first that first ten minutes for me. That that was. Uh, this is what I kind of felt in that first ten minutes. That when it came out in two thousand and six, you had all the all these slow mo, three D kind of effects. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like. Oh, this is good because it, it was new mm. and it was interesting. Yeah. I like that new style. It was like, oh, this, was this is different. That, you, that Matrix, Matrix was '99. Mm. The Matrix yeah, was, so it's... It was different though. Matrix had different. That had the 3D shots, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. that was very different. It was a bullet but, time. Was it was the effect they yeah. used in the Matrix? But it was good then, anyway. In 2006, rewatching it now, what nearly 20 years later. 16 years mm-hmm. later the style has been done over and over and over in lots of different films since they, they've there's been a lot of copycat style so what, what, what you're saying is you know, that basically this was fantastic when you first saw it it's just but now you just like you see you've been that oversaturated with this style it's underwhelming it's underwhelming to you and not just that there's been that many piss takes mm. of it as well yeah meet the spartans the, that it, was that was also terrible though yeah but the, it? You, you could, south park family guy yeah. there's been so many different piss takes of this there's been all sort other programs have done it united uh, 300 the sketch on the, the, so we'll have a watch of that after yeah. united 300. memes keep on repeating yeah yeah, yeah but i think i still think it holds up personally i like it, it. 
but this is this is the first ten minutes for me, and what I what I felt as well is like there was slow mos and dramatic scenes where they didn't need to be in that first ten minutes. For instance, they do a fucking slow mo dramatic scene on Lionidas's fucking dirty sandal ridden feet with just a little bit of just a little bit of dry grass blowing and he spends about 30 seconds mm, slow looking at his fucking feet. feet and it's just like why? He's building the tension before he kicks but it, his feet he's looking at his feet he's going to look at some dirty toenails and sandals why not look at his face he's CGI'd his toe fungus out feet he's CGI'd abs onto him for god's sake but they could have quite easily just done like a focus on his face looking all serious why his feet but it was my, my point was that they're doing all these little slow-mo dramatic scenes I think were a bit needless there's a lot of them at, at this that point. point. There was like too same many. The blood sprays your bastards. Well, this is it because when it does get, I, I do, I go further in a bit later on when you get to mm. the, the fighting scenes, and it's like, okay, they're fucking even awesome. Even now, yeah. I'm seeing these yeah. scenes and thinking, oh, actually, yeah, I I know why they did it now because it does look cool. Yeah. But those those kind of same effects on his feet. At the beginning of the, it didn't hold the same. That might be a phrase of the comic, you know. Just so you can say, yeah. So Leonardo goes to the E fours or the priests of Sparta. They kind of, although he's the king, he can't really do much. That them giving the yay or nay. Yeah, they're worthless, rotten, corrupt, inbred swine. And he climbs up a fucking mountain to see him. And I put no difference to our elites then. <laughs> oh, you had to get it in, didn't you? I did. <laughs> By the way, if you do live in Dory, Trinity, you warn you want to vote for me, that'd be great. Vote Labour. Vote Councillor Carter. So, yeah, he can't go to war without the ethos blessing, so he has to bribe. I think he bribes him in gold, he just throws in a massive pouch of Spartan gold, and goes, there you go. And they still don't give him what he wants. No, they, they drug a young girl and have her dance erotically for a bit. And they've, then, they've taken the Xerxes shilling, haven't they? They have, yeah. And then she's, she whispers something completely indecipherable, apart from carne, yeah? And he's like, right, no, you can't do that. The carne is a religious festival. You can't go to war. You can't send the full Spartan army to war. Which was exactly, that was the case historically. This was the month of the carne, yeah? And the Spartans were like, well, we can't send the full army, but we can send some of it. Because you know we need to celebrate this religious festival. You're not supposed to go to war during it, but the Persians. He knew doesn't that. send an army, does he? No, in the film he, he just goes for a walk. He goes he for a walk with two of the bodyguards. Yeah. But in, uh, the the thing originally was exactly the uh, same. They couldn't go. To, they couldn't commit the full army because everyone's on leave celebrating. Didn't he make the same excuse in real life? Then no, they knew that this was coming. Mm. But obviously, the religious festival was on, and the Olympics were on. And Sparta, surprisingly, did incredibly well at the Angels uh, Olympics. Bet they did. He had to sit in there, laying out his tactics, he's still time to fuck off. Mm-hmm. So, but in a, the, he did go, in, in, originally he went to the Oracle of Delphi, which was the famous Oracle in ancient mm. Greece. Uh, everyone went there toward, if they were going to make a huge decision. Right. Uh, for example, before Leonidas went, the Athenians went. And they went, right, we, we just uncovered a lot of silver. We have a massive silver mine. It's going to be really valuable. What should we do to defend Athens? We need to use this money to defend Athens. What should we do? 
Yorokos said, put your faith in the wooden wall. What does that mean? You build a wooden stockade around the city? What what you do? They took it as building a navy, so they uh, built a massive navy. That navy then smashed the Persians later mm -hmm. on. The Oracle's right, isn't it? I'd have took it, a bit more literal than that. Just build a giant wall. Yeah. Yeah. But then you weren't in charge then. Yeah, because you looked a bit of an idiot when they set fire to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we should have built this out of wood. Oh man, there's our silver gun. <laughs> and half the woods have ruined hands. <laughs> the the Oracle at Delphi told Leonidas either Sparta falls or Sparta loses a king. So he knew at this point, it's probably a suicide mission, historically. Not, it doesn't touch on that in the film, just that you can't go and fight. Mm. So he, he assembles the 300, and their best warriors were born sons. So they can carry on their Carry on. Name. You've done your job, you're a Sparty age, you're a first-class citizen, you've had a son, your job's done, you can die now. Leaving a lot of bastards behind them. Just one. Well, they're not bastards. No, in Sparta, weirdly, the entire fucking community raised the kids. Ah. The kids were like, when they were under seven, they were grouped together in the day and they were called herds. And like, you had a herdsman who had a whip and he would whip them. <laughs> Genuinely, this is true. I'm not making it up. <laughs> but any parent, if the herdsman wasn't a bit, any parent could take control of the group. Bit like it was like in the eighties then. So the whole yeah. community was raised by the the, the, the whole the, all the kids were raised by the. Well, the part buggery went on. Well, it did. <laughs> As that was the thing, see, when the you age got to of a certain was probably lower then as well. I mean, there was an age of consent. I've exactly. no idea. but like you see, as a Spartan, see, you, you, you get to the like sixteen in the in the Spartan warrior education system, you get paired off with an older warrior. He was to teach other stuff, like how the best survival campaign, little tricks he's picked up over the years. How to play the trombone. How to play the trombone. <laughs> and <laughs> usually buggery. They, they would usually fuck each other. Hence the tromboning. Yeah, they believed it created a, a bond. A strong unit yeah. bond, yeah. Like I say, do you ever said it earlier? I said it off air. Anal sex was so popular in Sparta that ancient Greeks used to describe someone who liked anal sex as having a lacadamian anus. And explain lacadamian to people. Lacadamian is where Sparta is. I think I did say that. It's, yeah. it's the country where Sparta is. Sparta's a city. Lacadamia is the country. That's why them big V's on the shield, that's a Greek L, that's upside down. Mm. To us. Upside down and rotated round. Mm -hmm. thing is, Leonidas goes, that, that guy over there, Captain, grizzled Captain, isn't he? Mm. Obviously, been mates for a while. Seen some bowels. Buggered a few times. Could possibly buggered a few times. Who can say? I don't know. I've no idea. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> you th completely <laughs> throw me off a train of thought. What's that, that guy? He has to send his son and then he goes, I have other sons to replace Yeah, I've got other sons, and, but he's the best one, so he's coming too. But yeah, So, all the other guys should have sons. And the film like really downplays the ages. So point that out. All these guys would have been guys who Leonidas grew up with. Right. Leonidas in was in his fifties at this point. Uh, these guys are like in their forties and fifties, late forties, early fifties. Fucking hell! And they're the better, the grizzled veterans. They're his bodyguard. They're the Spartan knights. They're all that old. Most of them. There's a few youngsters in there. 
but the majority of them were, would have been like grizzled Spartan veterans who the killing was was just no nothing was nothing to them. Mm. They they march off through the cornfield mm. and they find the destroyed body. They come across the Arcadians, don't they? Yeah, that that village that looks like it's been obliterated. Yeah, but because mm. the other Greeks who've come to join them, in reality there was seven thousand other Greeks and the three hundred Spartans. They were the core of the army. But Leonardo's in charge. But in the, in this movie, we just get some Arcadians. We never get told how many they are, mm. but they're pissed off that there's only 300 Spartans. Mm. And you get that great scene where it's like, oh, then what's your profession? He's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sculpture. Mm. What are you? I'm a blacksmith. Oh, I'm a, I'm a painter. He's like, Spartans, what is your profession? And they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Buggering again. <laughs> yeah. They're all clear, professional buggers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're all buggering at that point. <laughs> Uh, that village though was quite creepy with mm. all the people nailed to a yeah. tree. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They find them after the, the burnt apron. Mm. Give me the willies. <laughs> <laughs> what an erection. Now he's collecting all the willies. I'll have all the willies. There's at least 30 on there. Bags of the willies. <laughs> I'll put the wood in my sink with the others in a jar. Look, boys, I've got a bag full of willies. Hey! <laughs> Skipping along with his bag full of willies over his shoulder. <laughs> Happy as a sandboy. <laughs> Alright, you've got the immortal line there. Immortals will put their name to the test. Hence references in the, the Persian mm. immortal elite soldiers. Always 10,000 of them. Never more, never less. Always 10,000. To the point where they reckon there was another 10,000 guys to just, just to replace the ones they lost. Really? Yeah, they weren't demon-faced orc men, were they? <laughs> no, this, this no not in reality, no. They weren't demon-faced orc men. That's very true. This was the point of the film that lost me again for a little bit. Because I, I did think, like... The superhuman, immortal, fucking, I don't know, orc-like, bloody monstrous, demon, what of, what the fuck? It's just trying to strike the fear into mm. you, isn't it? Uh, you, you know, and if, you, if it was somebody right, imagine writing like, something like, like that on the, on the battlefield, and, you know, really... They're not demons coming at you, aren't they? Yeah, but actually making them... They're all wearing masks and whatnot. A little bit racist though, isn't it? It's like the Persian army, their best men have to be demons. They can't be humans, can they? With like eight-foot-tall, orakai-like... I think they're suggesting that maybe that... Because the the immortals and the Persians are seen as being a bit black magic-y, aren't they, in this film? Mm. There's another, they, they, because they've been, they get resurrected and they die. They come back a bit more weird every time. But it's something like that. You think that's what it's implying? Maybe. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that at all. Maybe really. they're, they're like almost like didn't a. Didn't you? Undead. I didn't consider that at all. I was just like, well, they're just trying to, pers- like you know, make the the viewer feel like a bit scared for these mm. hundred men. Make the stakes a bit higher. I just thought that the guy who wrote this was a fan of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's all I thought. Because the real thing behind the Immortals, isn't it, is that there there was always ten yeah, dead. Replenish. To replace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One dies, doesn't matter. He's replaced. Mm. We have skipped ahead a little bit. To be fair, yeah. 
We've arrived at the hot gates, there's a storm, there's loads of Persian ships stink, everyone's sink, everyone's cheering. Stunning visuals on that scene as well, the rain slashing in, they're holding the shields up to block the rain, I thought it was cool. Yeah. In the meantime, the, the, uh, the next day they wake up and the ships are all still there, that's how big the Persian fleet is. Yeah. And they did lose a quarter of it, historically, in that storm, there was a storm. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the meantime, Queen Gorgo goes to talk to a senator who looks a lot like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he wouldn't be welcome in Sparta, would he, with his emancipating ways? No, he wouldn't. No, he would not. Then again, Mikey would be a product of, product of his times, wouldn't he? Well, he was, he was a product of his time in America. Born yeah, but there was already a strong emancipation movement at that point mm, when Lincoln took over. Right. There's no emancipation movement in Sparta, because a couple of times a year you go off and kill a load of them just to prove that you're still top dogs. <laughs> She wants him to send the rest of the army to back up Leonidas. Which is a reasonable request. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, though, we go back to Thermopylae, the hot gates, and it's called the hot gates, by the way, because they had hot natural hot springs there. Not because uh. there was boobs in the wall or anything. No, but there's plenty of bodies in the wall that the Spartans are building. I thought it was because they were wearing hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> Gates. Hot gates. Hot pants. Yeah. Where are we going? Hot gates, right. Wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, what's not known about the Spartan army is that a massive trail of wardrobe following behind them. <laughs> For each destination, they yeah. different outfits yeah. match the circumstance. But always the red cloak. And a huge amount of body oil. <laughs> Funny enough, yes, you're absolutely right. A huge amount of body oil. Helps the buggery. <laughs> no, it's, it's not even that. When the Spartans were, were like, when, before they went into battle, they would prepare themselves to die, so they used to oil their bodies, comb their hair, you know, wrestle a bit, mm -hmm. a bit nude, gymnastics, maybe some buggery. Yep. Right? And the Persians who had sent a spy on them were like, they need to tie bows and shit in their pubes and things and... I'm not. They used to groom themselves. <laughs> they did used to groom themselves down there as well. I'm pretty sure. I remember seeing it on QI. They all had long hair, the Spartans. As well. They used to sit there combing their long hair, which was uncommon mm. in Greece at the time they had long hair. I reckon he dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have it. But the Spartans had long hair because mm. they got facial scars and kind of covered their face ah. so they were like, hey, you know, long hair covers all the scars. Chicks Women, yeah, scars. chicks dig scars, don't they? They do, that's true. When you got like massive gashes across your forehead and stuff though, it's a bit off-putting, I guess. Mm. Yeah, not scarred like that big giant ogre thing. No, that was pretty <laughs> scarred, wasn't it? We'll get to them though. The Spartans have built a wall with Persian bodies. Yeah, it's pretty badass. And there's that emissary there who's being carried by a bunch of dudes on a big chair. He's like, oh, he'll pay for your barbarism. Tries to whip him, but Fassbender, Michael Fassbender, who's is in this movie weirdly. Mm -hmm. He's in a lot of movie we a lot of movies weirdly though, isn't he? Well, he's an actor. That's his job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he has these weird characters. He cuts the guy's arm off, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, he flies right in there, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And then he gives the, the the guy who's there bleeding out with his arm, gives him a sort of a diatribe. He says, ah, the thousand nations of the Persian Empire descend upon you. Our arrows will blot out the sun. And, the, and, and he says, oh, we'll fight in the shade then, won't they? Won't yeah. we? Which is a direct quote as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Ready. 
witty. <laughs> the Spartans were known for their quips. The, mm. the term laconic, you have a laconic sense of humour, comes from lacadamia, the ah. word. So the, years later, when the Spartans were as powerful, you know, the Macedonia, where Alexander the Great came from, mm. his dad threatened Sparta and said, if I invade your country, I'll take all your women slaves, I'll kill you all, steal all your money, and no one will remember you. And the Spartans sent back a one-word reply, if. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Famous quote, that, yeah. Yeah, and we'll fight in the shade is another one. Mm-hmm. No, we'll fight in the shade then. We then see uh, Ephialtes, the deformed guy who's been following all the way from Sparta. Yeah. Oh, the sloth. The sloth. Is hey, that you, you guys. <laughs> he is a bit of a sloth, you're right. He tells Leonidas there's a goat path that can go round and outflank their, their phalanx, which you don't want. I thought he looked more like Hunchback and Notre Dame. He's got a bit of everything going on, really, hasn't he? Yeah. And he was a Spartan who was too malformed and had thrown him off a cliff. Well, his parents left, fled Sparta, smuggled him out, but his dad tore him out of fight like a Spartan. And he's really proud of himself, isn't he? Mm. Like, look at my spear thrust. Ugh. And it's, the United says, right, well, okay, lift your shield up. Oh, you can't do it. We protect each other from thigh to neck. In real life, people, right, the Spartans didn't fight bare-chested. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll point this out at this point. <laughs> They wore bronze sculpted breastplates, using abs, pecs. They looked the dogs, but you know, bronze helmets. Like the one a lot of artistic licenses. A lot of artistic licenses movie. But no one's fighting their armour at this point. No matter how disciplined you are, or how skilled you are at combat, no one is fighting without some kind of armour. Especially the Spartans, the elite of the Spartan yeah. army. No, no, you don't go into a, into a battle in hot pants and a cape. <laughs> no, it's like the centurion <laughs> armour is what they wear, isn't it? Like, you see the centurions on the mm. horses. Yeah. That kind of armour that you... If you look at Gladiator, the film. Mm. The, yeah, the go on, go on, Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, go on. Again, it's just to accentuate how hard they are. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 It's the discipline that we, we protect each other from thigh to neck. So we don't need, so we don't need any armour because yeah. we're so good. Mm. I think it's a bit sad when he goes, oh, you can't come and fight with us. Why it is a little yeah. bit. Why didn't he just say, well, yeah, mate, get in there, get, you know. Well, he, he could have been, been on the end. He could have been the end, does he? He could be the but, first man in, mate. He could have been at the front, I would have done. He wants to die for Sparta, let him. Yeah. Cannon fodder, right, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah. Because you can't just throw a disabled person out of the front. Go have a glorious death. Go on. Go on, Sloth. Is that what you think is happening to the same people, Mike? Sent to war zones trying to take him away. Maybe we could turn the wheelchairs into little tanks, eh? <laughs> Strap bombs. Good idea. Strap bombs to them and wheel them out. <laughs> Give them. Alright, not making put, them fucking. Put them on little caterpillar tracks. We're not about making them kamikaze. Ah, right. <laughs> Well, you know what? If the aliens invade, it might come to it. Like Stephen Hawking, little Dalek tank thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like, put your little dome over him. Yeah, like right. Here's some little guns sticking out. Yeah, yeah. that's what Mike wants. That's a society Mike wants. That's it. A Spartan society. You will not have my freedom. <laughs> Don't forget your Semtex. <laughs> <laughs> and your Claymore. 
He so, could be the one that was going around stabbing, you know, doing the secondary stabbing. He could have been. You know? He could have been. It breaks his heart because he throws his shield away. He's gutted. Mother, father, you lied. You lied to me, father. The Persians are on the attack. The ground shaking. Mm. There's that many of them. So the Spartans form their phalanx and the little. It's a great shot actually. The little little bronze line across the the mouth mouth of the cave. Mm. Mouth of the, the, the what's it called? A pass. Lay down your arms. It's like a metal turtle, doesn't it? It does, yeah. The Persians lay down your arms. The Allies replies, "Come and get them." Still the motto of the Greek First Armoured Brigade today. Mm. Yeah, weirdly, that's it. That's it. Another mm. line. Come and get them. Yeah, this was a bit of a badass. Oh yeah, especially for like fifty years old. <laughs> Throws a spear, kills that dude. Because why not? It gets another spear. Even though no one seems to have any more spears, no one's carrying more spears. They all got one, and you never see any more dudes carrying other spears. Mm. He had one in his banana hammock, obviously. Ah, is it magic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get the, the charge, dramatic moment, dramatic music. The whole spot. They, like a mosh pit. They, they, they have a mosh pit moment, don't they? They collide yeah. the Spartan phalanx. The Greeks are wearing all bronze. They're a lot bigger than the Persians. The Persians are like wearing like basically linen with wicker shields. <laughs> <laughs> but these are just the slaves, aren't they, I assume? The Persians, are, they, they fight in the desert, mm. so they're they don't, they're the not wearing heavy armour. Yeah. That, that's, it's hot in that, isn't it? It's just the first wave, though. Yeah, they're not so going to give it them is, the this is, fodder. Yeah. It is. And the Greeks fighting overhand, they've got the big shields, they're not rushing wildly towards the enemy, and they just go through them, don't they, the yeah. Spartans? Last slow-mo. Like slow yeah. this, this is where the slow mo was good. This is where it, yeah. it brings it back. It's like this is where you want that slow mo mm. dramatic effect. Not yeah. not looking at his feet. This is the I time. Like when they take that leg off. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they keep going with the phalanx. It's impenetrable. No FELTs. You can't fight in our phalanx. They all break out of it as yeah. soon as possible, don't they? They all get a bit blood drunk. Yeah. Off they go. I was going to say, it's really impressive. They, like, move one shield to at the side. Someone jumps out, stabs somebody, and then sort of two other people move to sort of for forward to get him back in. Yeah. And then when they break that, it's all hell breaks loose, isn't it, really? Yeah, they just go for it. As far as just casually killing the wounded, they push a bunch of blokes off the cliff. <laughs> we go back to Sparta, the city, where Queen goes meeting Theron, lecturing her on mother, or mothering because her kid runs off a bit. He's a cheeky brother. He's not happy that she's going to meet meet the council, is she? No. Leonidas broke the laws. Mm. Then the, we get the immortals, don't we, next? There's that threat from Theron. Yes, there is, sorry. To the Queen, he, he says, what does he say again? Oh, you, you, your son wouldn't want to be hurt, or oh, yeah, we wouldn't, wouldn't, want, want to, wouldn't want the heir to the throne to be hurt, hurt would or we? you, and she just swallows it, she just doesn't say shit. And at the, at the time, you'd think, as a strong female, she'd have, like, you know, challenged it at, at least. I'd have stabbed him up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain the councillor's body just left in the Spartan streets at that point, though? Oh. Queen did it. Fuck it. Well, on the Queen, you. like, you know, yeah, he was, was going to question me. He, you know, he, tried he, attacked, to, he attacked, attacked me, me, so I stabbed him up. Yeah. I shanked him, shanked him in the back alley. Defense, I think I'd have had to claim, wouldn't I, you know, to get, to get round that. Yeah,
Shank will be shanked. <laughs> Shank will be fucked. Xerxes, we get to see the God King Xerxes for the first time in this we'll to this punch, point, don't we? Love we'll to yeah. punch this cock. This giant, eight foot tall golden mm. man covered in piercings and painted gold, covered in gold. Man that does look very, very pretty. He's got a very pretty girly face, isn't he? He's got some bling on, hasn't he? He's certainly carrying some bling. He's always stuck to fuck. I love the fact that the guy's carrying his massive chair. All then become steps for him. Yeah. As he strides down off it. Oh, that's not bad, is it? I mean, I don't know. Do you want that if you're in charge? Do you want that when you're God King? I don't know. You're going to get that when you're councillor. <laughs> I'm not going to get that as a councillor. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm not considering, Mike. Ben Carter, God King. Vote for me. <laughs> You'll be your last vote ever, make it count. <laughs> After I proclaim God King. <laughs> no more voting. <laughs> God King of the Dorley yeah. No more voting after that. <laughs> and Xerxes tries to bargain with Leonidas, doesn't he? He says, come on, I'll let you be general of all Greece. You can carry my standard into Europe. You know, I've got the Spartans at the heart of my army. You'll be, you'll be one of my closest aides or my closest generals. Good deal, to be fair. Uh, it's a great yeah, deal. Yeah, this is the guy that says we'll kneel at each other's feet. So, even you know, that's quite big coming from... The God King himself. The God yeah. King himself. So, it's, you know, I, I don't think it was a, a bad offer, really. No. I don't think it's a bad offer. You'll be one of my top generals and Leonardo is one of the top guys... Top soldiers in Greece, isn't he? Trouble is, he's selling at your people. That's the problem, isn't it? They think, they think it's Greece is like, come on, we're all Greek. We might be always from different city-states. We can't let our cultures go. It's not like he's asking him to lick his balls, is it? He probably kind of is, though. I think Xerxes, if he says Neil, I think he wants a blowjob. I mean, look at him, he's hedonistic as fuck. If he nailed Xerxes, he wouldn't be able to reach, would you? <laughs> he'd squat down a little bit. Presumably, is it proper blowjob height when he's standing? Well, he's got them dudes to sit down on, any? Imagine being fucking having a crouch down to be Xerxes' blowjob stool. That's a job. You just have to get on your fours and support his ass cheeks while he gets blown. You can feel his balls slapping against his sides. But I hope he doesn't get drunk and ask that guy with sword for arms to wank him off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him. Uh, Leonidas turns to us and says, yeah, Xerxes, you, you've got loads of slaves, but you've got few warriors, and, you know, by the time that you, I've killed all of them, the other guys ain't going to want to fight. And I'm not licking your balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I can't, Neil, I've got cramp from killing all your dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Tries to groom him a bit, doesn't he? He does try to groom him a little bit. He's like feet kneading his shoulders. We did it. The Spartans respond by building a wall of Persian bodies, yeah. like a giant wall. I mean, this wall is probably what twenty foot high, something daft like that, with a parapet of bodies for the Spartans to like leap, sit on. The immortals come at the night time and they just like 
push this wall of bodies onto them, <laughs> which is quite horrific. And they just come bursting out, don't they? And, and then they're like, we'll, we'll test how immortal these men are. Yeah. Thing. And, and then Leonardo chucks a spear through one of them and it's like, oh, they're not immortal after all, are they? Yeah. Oh dear. It's not going to go well for them. In comes the, the troll-like orc. Yeah. That was huge, wasn't it, mm. in comparison to all the, the men? They've got them all chained up like, like he's a fucking troll in Lord of the Rings. This yeah. really reminded me of that kind of thing. Like when the, the trolls are being pulled along by the orcs yeah. like ready to bash down the fucking walls of the castles and shit. It is an odd one. There's a bit of a fight in there. Gets a sword through the bicep, the old orc. That's quite, that was quite good, wasn't it? Leonardo gets that axe thrown at him mm. as he originally. He's pulled down by a Delios, the guy with the eye. His, the bristles of his helmet crest get taken off, mm. which is a nice slow mo shot. Yeah. Admittedly, that, that, that's, that's a good yeah. scene, that's a good a bit. Good use of it. Mm. Obviously, then he has to do a fight with him. He gets his ass kicked initially a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. He jabs a bloody spear point into his eye and then finds the, the troll guy's own sword and just takes his head off. And then he goes like, he gives the order of the Arcadians a charge and they put to flank him. Well, Come down the side of the hill. They've been hiding all this time. They've been I waiting, haven't they? They've been ambushed. They've been hiding behind them Christmas trees. Yeah, I said, out come the brawlers. <laughs> out come the brawlers. Yeah, they're not soldiers. They're just brawlers. They're just hacking and slashing. I mean, every, obviously, every Spartan strike is a death blow, isn't it? They're that good. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, they, they were pretty fucking decent, weren't they? But in this movie, every strike they make is a death blow. We get more like battles the Spartans are celebrating. They're beating, the, they're beating these guys. Back. There's a big rhino comes charging at them. They send their beasts, and they get the rhino, they have the elephants. The, the captain's son throws that spear straight into that rhino. I was like, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Poor rhino. I'm not sorry for the rhino. I mean, he didn't want to be there. He should have featured in our War, War Hero Animals episode, that rhino. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had about 50 of them. That would have worked. One was pointless. Mm. Well, it wasn't. He had a big point on the end of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the elephants were kind of... But the elephants and horses won't charge at spears. They don't like pointy objects, generally. No. They're, they're a lot savvier than other animals. So historically, like for the Persians, who rely on a lot of cavalry as well... Because they operate in massive, wide desert areas where cavalry is fantastic. It is a narrow, contained force. Horses won't charge spears. Nah. Remember historically as well, we've got seven thousand other Greeks there. You know, it's not just the three hundred Spartans historically. They're the core of it, but these they're rotating their lines. They're all staying fresh. A narrow choke point, holding their own here. It's all looking good, it's all looking peachy. Back to the film though. Cool, some more slow-mo fighting. A captain's son and, a, and, a, and Michael Fassbender are out there kicking some ass, aren't they? They've got Mr. Knife fans has come in as well, haven't they? <laughs> 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 That's what I wrote. Sorry, I'm get Mr. Knife fans. Zerks, he's just killing his generals, he's not happy, is he? No, I'll put Mr. Knife and suppose they had to spice it up. <laughs> Mr. Knife is a weird one, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, like, that's definitely he's a built slot. for the role, though, isn't he? Hey. He's built for the role. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
if that if that's the only role he ever gets. Or chopping vegetables. <laughs> I doubt he's got something on the cooking channel, Mike. <laughs> Just by looking at him. Yeah, no one's gonna want to eat his food. <laughs> I mean, he takes to fit the oven, he's just with nice hands. He's like, oh, today we're going to prepare these fish vegetables with some nice hands. <laughs> Done. Okay, you can go now. I don't need any more. I mean, he looks like fucking, he, he looks like a bigger version of Sloth. With more piercings and nice for hands. He's not going to get a job as a talk show host, is he? Or a juggler. <laughs> No, definitely not a juggler. Again, though, just another ridiculous monster-like <laughs> yeah. being that doesn't look human. He's not like, looking pressed. <laughs> well, no, because it was those little bits, like these monsters that look like they're from Lord of the Rings or fucking, I don't know, Dante's Inferno or something. <laughs> they really do. That's the one bit. It's like, okay, it's tried to be quite quite historically accurate and then it goes batshit crazy <laughs> and like you don't, know. you don't know there wasn't a Mr. Knife hands <laughs> yeah but it's like when, when the big fucking ugly orc fucker got yeah. the, got the oh, yeah. he got stabbed in the bicep and he just pulls it out it's like he, he's not fucking superman he's not superhuman it wasn't it was just little bits like that because any living man whether you're fucking seven foot tall or twelve foot tall or whatever, get a fucking big sword, go right through your bicep. You're not just going to go, yeah, whatever, I'm going to pull it out by the blade and then just carry on fighting. You're going to be like going, ah! It just doesn't... And, and your arm is completely crippled. You're not moving that arm anymore. So just little bits like that, just pissed me off a little bit they didn't need to do that they could have kept it flowing no they could have kept it with fucking normal humans (laughs) a man with a fucking big sword chopping his people's heads off I thought some big dude with a couple of fucking Mm. big swords or something just just big hard bastard well I I think Mr Knife has his dude he probably wouldn't break racism accusations throughout this film now for the portrayal of the the Middle Eastern people as being monsters and malformed freaks <laughs> who are literally fighting a war against terror mm. on, the, on, on the Middle East mm. and whereas all the Western people are like, ripped to fuck jocks yeah. Yeah. never Hansen, surrender never yeah. say die yeah. mm-hmm. fuck a lot yeah. You know, they've all got stiff upper lip. They're all English, so they're all. Yeah. They've all got very good English accents. Scottish accents. They all seem to be Scottish, don't they? Yeah. You know, the, the, the actors in this film were literally bodybuilders, who they then put through a grueling muscle growth program, uh, uh, muscle training program, and Steroids. then steroids. No, no steroids. Just like PT every day, just in the gym for six weeks. And then they still CGI'd abs into these motherfuckers. You have to be like 
3% like body fat to have those abs like if they want yeah. to go, and that that's the CGI added bit mm. but these are all big dudes aren't they let's face it I mean are they I think they're, they're certainly built like Greeks would be with this even Spartans the old, anyway. even the old dude looked like Abraham Lincoln was ripped to fuck <laughs> well he's just living that Spartan life isn't he <laughs> I am guessing his body was slightly CGI in all fairness <laughs> man there's hope for us all I'm going to be Hollywood I'm going to be Arnie CGI my body bitches I do the lines <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah, I should get Mr. Knife Hands. I'll take it. No, there's no one plays the legendary Mr. Knife Hands, R.I.P.D. How do you know he's dead? Well, he didn't survive the film. <laughs> we didn't see yeah. him. He's dead on screen. <laughs> he chopped his own head off. What are those spawns, Charles, at the end? He's dead on screen. I want to see the prequel of Mr. Knifehand and how he becomes <laughs> Mr. Knifehand. How he became like eight foot tall with like stupidly huge Knifehands. <laughs> yeah, no, he had like a 24 inch <laughs> Yeah. No, probably bigger than that. Like Magic. His, his neck was as thick as my waist kind of thing. <laughs> like, was just... I want to see his mouth. Again, he looked, he looked, he looked <laughs> a bit like Butterbean, didn't he? Yeah, Butterbean with knife hands. Yeah. I thought he looked a bit more like Krang off of that. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> kind of built like Krang, but with weird uh, octopus arms that were actually knives at the end. I think we can say Mr. Knifehands is the unsung hero of this film. I think he is. <laughs> Maybe. Executed yeah. other Persian generals in cold blood. Because they've displeased the god King Xerxes. Speaking of people losing their heads, Aston Arsley, Captain's son, after oh, yeah. gets his head cut off by a. They just sort of finished like well, a, a major battle. Yeah. Yeah. And he's standing there like a fucking lemon. Yeah. No, it's not. He's looking at his dad and His dad's like, oh, I'm so proud of him right now. Yeah. He's, he's having a dad. proper Spartan dad moment. He's got he, a like, proper chub on him. Man, head. he's like just. <laughs> he, yeah, maybe. He's just like killed like. 20 dudes. Ah. Spawn Chubbone. <laughs> he's definitely my son. And he's like, no, watch out. And the guy just chops his head off. Yeah. Gets his head cut off and he gets, he gets ragey, doesn't he? Mm. He would like to rage now. He breaks the lines. He, yeah, he's, he's blood drunk. He's just killing people randomly. Well, not Spartans, but killing Persians. Off on, off on a little blood travel. Or murder travel. A murder walk. So this is our fun. That puts a crimp on the celebrations after that battle. They asked us his death because the captain rocks up and he's all covered in blood. He's obviously been out killing people off on his own. How many people do you think he... How many scalps do you think he took? Looking at the state of him, he looked like he'd been buggering some dead bodies, to be honest. Who is your fascination with necrophilia in this, in this podcast, no, no, I get a feeling there was a bit of necrophilia involved in them days. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it was how dusty he all was and that, like, he was, like, full of blood and dust and that. And it's like, what's he been doing rolling around all over the place? Yeah, he's smothering himself in the blood of his fallen enemies. And this is kind of what gave me the necrophilia vibe. No, there's a bit of difference between <laughs> smothering yourself in the blood of your fallen foes and necrophilia, Pete. 
No, I'm speaking of a personal experience, Adam. It's a small <laughs> sidestep, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Only a small one. <laughs> we, we get the court, yeah, we get F.E.O.T.'s, Effie's back. Mm. He's in the court of Xerxes, which that's face is a bit weird. You got the Baphomet. You got Baphomet, and literally a Baphomet just sat there. A goat-headed woman just, well, goat-headed hermaphrodite. Mm. Just, just sat Even there. the music. And then there's weird amputee strippers. Mm. There's all sorts in there. Aren't there? There's, you know what? In Xerxes' court, there's something for everybody. It seems that way, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's where the Illuminati are going. <laughs> what now? Yeah, I think you're right. There's <laughs> like a Baphomet, there's amputee strippers, cocaine, there's dwarfs carrying tables of drugs, it's a bit of there's normal strippers, there's BDSM, there's look at everything going on. Soft disclosure, that's all it is. <laughs> drip feeding leak. It, drip feeding no one will suspect it if we leak into 300. Yeah. <laughs> he Apart says from us. Yeah. He says to Effie, betray the Spartans, tell them where the path is, and I'll give you everything you ever want. And he's got all these women, weird, sexy, mutated amputee... Rubbing him up. Rubbing him up. Loving his... Loving his lumps. His lady lumps. Loving his Spartan lumps. It's the easiest yes in history. FELTs in reality, though, like historically, was just a goat herd who mm. decided to sell out his fellow uh, Greeks. Bit of a cunt, then. Yeah. Was a bit. And he says, like, yeah, embrace you as a god, and I'll give you everything you want. Neil, he's like, I want, I want women, I want wealth, and I want a uniform. And he has a little cool coned hat. <laughs> <laughs> He gets some leather straps and a black coned hat, and I love the hat, but the straps are a bit much. Does look a bit jester-like, I thought. I know, but it was black and had them silver studs. I was like, that's got to be a general hat, isn't it? No, I'm going for jester. He's not a jester. He's once he's got the women. He's got the wealth. First you get the women, <laughs> then, you, then you get the wealth, then, then you, you get, get a black coned hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, that little that herding man, you know, probably was going to get killed by him. So, and he was just like, looked at, looked down there, went, "There's fucking loads of them. They're going to get slaughtered." Yeah, I want the woman money. I want the wealth. I'll have the women. Why not? Oh, yeah, he's a poor goat herd. Yeah, yeah. Super yeah. shagging goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're the goat. Just to shag some teas instead. Yeah. Yeah. Better than a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Ben gave me a look of like that's weird, like as if like goats were the better option. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Woman <laughs> <laughs> uh, with no arms and no legs is a better choice than a goat, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Mr. Crowley would probably argue against me. Don't you mean Mr. Crowley? So yeah, the Spartans are betrayed anyway. F.E.L.T.'s is going to give away the goat path that leads behind the, the, the Spartan lines and they're going to get cut off and surrounded. And at this point, historically, Leonidas realises they're betrayed. He's posted some blokes up there. They, they just run away when they see the Persians. Just, they just run. And they learn that the Persians are up at the track and they come behind them. So he sends the majority of the army home. 
And him and what's left of the 300 Spartans then decide they're just going to stay and fight, send as many Greek soldiers away that we needed for the next battle. It's him and some Thespians and some and some Thebans who stay. Thespians? Thespians, Thespians as Greek sea state, <laughs> believe it or not. And the Thebans stay as well, so there's... Thespians stayed for the buggery, obviously. <laughs> Maybe. The Spartans were the... They may have... Well, now back to the film. Queen Gorgo meets Theron. And he doesn't want to send the army, because Leonardo's broke the law, so he's safe. But he hints that if he fucks her, or she fucks him, he'll, he'll help. He'll back her. Now, it's... So, she sort of removes her top... Presumably giving consent in that scenario, but it's still a bit rapey, isn't it? Yeah. He was like, you're not going to enjoy this. Is it him, did he bug us, though? He's just from behind, doesn't he? You're not going to yeah. enjoy this. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think that you really are, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a pleasant scene, anyway, is no. it? God damn, we've got to cut out on that fucking but CNC. He, he gets his comeuppance, doesn't he? He does. So yeah, the Arcadians fuck off on the Spartan state to die, remember? No retreat, no surrender. Spartan law. He stands there and Leonardo's gives a little speech, going to eat hearty, tonight we dine in hell. It's a good one. Yep. He sends Delos back, who's lost an eye to Sparta, to tell the tale of the 300. Historically, three guys left. Thermopylae. Mm. Two because they were too sick to fight and one because he didn't want to stay and die. They offered him the choice. Mm. He went back to Sparta, was completely shunned and humiliated by absolutely everybody and kicked out of Spartan society, basically. Turned up at the battle after Thermopylae, wielding two swords, delved in the enemy ranks, killed as many as he could before he was taken down. Death by... Suicide by Persian army. Well, the rest of them sort of suicided themselves as well. Well, well I suppose they did, yeah. You're right. So, Leonidas sends nec- his wife's necklace back with Dilos and says, what's left of the 300 is just left. The Queen Gorgo finally gets to go to the top of the council and Theron fucks her over. She wants to send the army and he's like, oh, you offered yourself to me. And you fucked Abe Lincoln over there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Didn't you? You fucked Abe Lincoln. And I, if I was a weaker man, I might have fucked you. But I wasn't. Don't come into my fucking house and tell me how to do shit, bitch, he basically. Why, he, he's totally lying. Yeah, but it's like... a scumbag, wasn't he? He's a scumbag. She's like, he's like, removed from the chamber. She grabs a guard's a short sword and just stabs him to the gut. Yes. Twist spilling, it. twists it a bit, yeah. and guts it, and yeah, nice, like a fish. And then whispers to him basically the exact same line yeah. that he whispered to her whilst he was doing her up the batty. You won't enjoy this. Yeah, this won't be quick. Yeah, and it wouldn't be. Also, but the main thing is, for some reason, Theon has gone to the Spartan Council with a large bag of Persian gold <laughs> secreted around his midriff. Yeah. And she stabs him through that, and all this Persian gold falls out with clearly what is Xerxes' face on the coins. Because no one else is a large, bored, pierced man. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll go, traitor, traitor! And it's like, oh, we'd better send the army then, I guess. Too late. Leonidas is on. Leonidas and the Spartans are on their last legs, and he gets one more chance to need to surrender. 
He does. They're in kind of... I want to say it's like, you know, the Roman formation, the Testudo, the tortoise, where they all lock their shields and make a square. The Spartans have kind of got a circular version of that going on. The shield ring, I guess. And he gets one last chance to surrender. And Ephialtes, he's like, do it, Leonardo, save your men. And he's like, live forever, baby. <laughs> Not baby, you know. Live forever. Hope you live forever, you sold us out, you twat. <laughs> Leonardo's he is offered the old warlord of Greece deal again. Neil. And he takes his helmet off, drops his shield, drops his spear. He goes, at this point, he's actually going to do it. Mm. He doesn't. Xerxes is like, yay, he gets up, arms in the air. Yay, got myself a new buddy. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. And he throws it, throws his spear he couldn't see in the helmet. The spear threw him off balance. He grazes his cheek, he shows that a god can bleed, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's having sort of reminiscent of the wolf, isn't he, that he killed back in the day. Yeah, it's like it all started with that moment and it's ending in this moment. The Spartans just start getting sort of overrun, they're getting killed by arrows. At this point, like, you know, historically, there's not many Spartans left. Leonidas dies fairly early on in this final skirmish. A little war breaks out over his body because the Persians want to take it off and take it as a trophy. The Spartans want it back to stop that happening for as long as possible. Shields break, spears break, swords break. The Spartans at the end, by the end, with Leonardo's body, there's literally a dozen or so of them left, apparently. They're down to fists and teeth. Throwing all their spears? All the spears are broken. There's none left. There's, they got nothing, and they go down to a hail of arrows. This ends the last stand. Mm. Which is the pretty much what happens in the film. Which is pretty much what happens in the film. But shortened. Yeah. End in a yeah. hail of arrows. <laughs> so everyone dies. We then skip forward a little bit. Dilos, old one-eyed bloke, he goes back, he meets a queen, he, he hands her the, the necklace... And he wants, to, he says, I'm going to come back to make sure that we remember the 300, that the army's too late to be assembled. You know, remember us, fight for Greece, fight for Sparta. And now there's 10,000 Spartans leading 30,000 of the three Greeks, and they all charge and they all win to victory. About a year later it was. And the Persians get whooped. Yep, in the sequel. In the sequel, well, no, not really. I don't know if you, I've never watched that. Movie I have watched it once. I didn't like it. It's about the naval battle, isn't it? Mm. The sequel, uh, three hundred two. Mind you, did you really want to do a Gladiator two? Mm. Yeah, all the plots involved time travel or something. Oh, fuck what? Or one plot involved Maximus being uh, like some kind of angel of death going through history. Well, that'd be interesting, actually. <laughs> it would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> now, if you go to the site of Battle of Thermopylae today, you'll find a large lion monument, and underneath a poem, Go tell the Spartans, passerby, that according to Spartan law, we lie. So, yeah, 300. And the Battle of Thermopylae. Good movie. Not Obviously not very historically accurate, must have been yeah. a pretty awesome battle to be commemorated like that with a stone, though. Well, that's the thing, it's, it's a defeat, isn't it? They lost. But it's the manner of it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think that, yeah. 
It's gone down history, it, hasn't it? Everyone secretly wants to be in our last stand. Something Leonidas says. Don't they? Am I the only one? He says the world will know that free men stood against a tyrant, and that's what's remembered, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in a last stand against zombies. But... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hey, if you're stuck in a, if if you, if it's like if you're in a last stand, that like, you'd be like, this is the bad way to go. Like completely outnumbered, like like Zulu or that's a, that's a last stand. Other than one. Are we gonna um, make a week without Zulu <laughs> mention at all? I don't think we will. <laughs> you know what, Pete? It's my next movie pick. Fuck it. No, it's not. It is. It can't be. We can't. We have to be at like veto, veto that one. <laughs> Why not? So we're not sitting here for seven and a half hours. It's not seven and a half hours long. <laughs> Fucking feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I enjoyed this film. Yeah. Yeah, it was Good all right film. overall. Yeah, what did you give it? Seven point six IMDb. I'd probably go a little bit higher, only only slightly, about seven point eight, seven point nine. I'll go eight point one. I think it's an 8 out of 10 film. Visually stunning. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, they take a lot of, you know, artistic licence with it. It's a bit racist in places, but... A bit racist? (laughs) I think the visuals are stunning. Fight scenes are great. Story's brilliant. Acting's good. Yeah. For me, I've watched it time and time again, like, you know, when it's been on TV over the years, so if I keep on watching it, it's got to be alright, worth watching. Nothing to do with the buff men. No. No? It's the killing. No. Nice. <laughs> I'd give it a solid seven. If it wasn't for the bullshit monstery things, it would be a solid eight. See, I quite like that. No, I'd be a fan of sci fi and fantasy yeah, I know, and stuff. But it's not a sci fi. If it was a sci-fi, I'd like it, but it's not. It's supposed to be a historical. Just trying to spice it up. I know, you? but it's meant to be historical, and then they do that, so it's a bit. Uh, but, but, but it looks cool, still, though, doesn't it? It's still got a seven. Mister Knifehands is pretty cool looking. I no, still, you can't knock Mister Knifehands. So I think breakthrough. I do still like the film. I found it slightly cheesy the second time round. It is cheesy. It, is, it has got a bit cheesy yeah, with yeah. time. I'll give you that. Only in the first it's been, twenty minutes. I'll it's say. probably been about five years since I watched that film in form. And I thought some of the bits I was like, "Wow, this is a bit cheesy, isn't it?" At places, yeah, hasn't aged as well as I remember. But still, you know what? So the so iconic visuals. There's some iconic fucking moments. The Sparta yeah. kick into yeah. the well. That this is Sparta. That's iconic now. That's in public lexicon, isn't it? Yeah, the whole, this is Sparta. Yeah. And it's, there's enough it's, blood... It's a meme, mate, it's a meme, that's exactly what it is. There's enough blood like Starship Troopers as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We've done a Starship, Starship Troopers movie episode. Have you? Yeah. Love that film. Me too. Yeah. Fucking love it. It's on the other night. Oh, no, I watched it. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Just on the TV the other night, I just put yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah, Second one's shite. Third one's... Shite, but better. Mm. We're still at 300. I think that's an episode. Alright, thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben, Dungeon the Frame Braid, and Dungeon the Cool. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, may the force be with you. And I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. I've been Pete, enjoy your week, take care.